And uh, welcome to another exciting episode of Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM, Auburn's premier home for student-run radio since 1971. As always, I'm your host, Jack Hart, joined alongside my car man, Davis Carroll. We'd like to welcome in our listeners and viewers from across the Auburn Opelika Megaplex and around the world, however you may be tuning in today, whether that be on your terrestrial radio antenna through the information superhighway at WEGLFM.com or tuning in after the fact on Transistor.FM or Eagle Eye TV. We are happy to have you here in the booth with us for Auburn's only student-run drive time morning show. And uh, with that, we are broadcast, broadcasting live from the Bradley Basin WEGL studios here in the barrels of the the bowels of the Harold Belton Student Center on the campus of Auburn University, where it is a lovely, you know, 47 and sunny this fine autumn morning on this first day of November. Welcome into Compact Discourse. Uh, Davis, how are you feeling today? Feeling good? Feeling good. Honestly, always a little tired. I'm not even going to say that, even though I just kind of did. Uh, yeah, feeling good. I like the weather. Starting to get to the temperature I like. Start to wear, starting to wear jackets again. You start to wear your, your outfits you like to wear. Yes. You see the same four jackets on repeat. Get ready. See put, if I can see if I can change it up a little bit. Put them on year. rotation. At I, this point, I would like to remind our audience that if at any point in the next two hours you feel so inclined to ask us a question, drop us a hot take, or in the highly unlikely event that we get something wrong, if you would like to correct us, you can go ahead and do so at... 334-844-WEGL, that is 334-844-9345 on your touchtone keypad. You can also send us a tweet at cdiscau, that is C-D-I-S-C-A-U on the Twitter, and we would love to hear from you. Uh, we've gotten some great feedback in the past, and we'd like to keep that going. We've got show announcements and more going on on the Twitter, so you aren't going to want to miss that. Go ahead and visit us at C-D-I-S-C-A-U on Twitter for more of that great Compact Discourse content live from the uh, the Twitter app. So check that out if you have not already. Um, Davis, you mentioned the weather. We'll jump right into that because it is of note this morning. It is 47 degrees and sunny, um, so you may just uh, bundle up on your way to work or class this fine Monday morning. 71 degrees is your high for today, 48 degrees is your low. We're looking at clear skies all day long. Uh, very little chance of rain as a result of that. Less than a 1% chance of rain into the afternoon where we're going to get up to 70 degrees. And then this evening, it's going to jump back down to 55 when that sun sets at about 5.50 p.m. tonight. 6% chance of rain as it always is at this time of year. And uh, 6% chance of rain, rather. And an overnight temp of 51 degrees. So it's going to get Chilly once again uh, overnight, and uh, once that sun sets, 5.50 p.m., your low of 48 is probably going to hit just around then after the sun disappears over the western horizon. And that's going to do it for your initial weather report for today. We'll get to that later on in the show as well. But with that, I believe we can jump right into the show uh, it is November 1st, as you may know, so uh, do all the things that the first of the month does entail. Don't forget to pay your rent and, and what have you. So all that good stuff. Excited to uh, to jump right into the next calendar month of the year. Do we have a good October? I feel like October was a very good month, all things considered. 
overall, I'd say so. I can't. I don't have anything to complain about from it. A lot. Of, a lot of events happened, moving forward in life for everybody. That's good. Yeah, I feel like from you know going down to LSU at the start of the month to uh, all the all the great game game weekends we had, including this past one where Auburn uh, beat Ole Miss on Saturday night. I feel like we had a a lot of memorable moments from October and a lot of you know. Just great, uh, great moments on the show here. Um, we talked a lot. Of, I feel like I got them. It's always a lot of pressure to to get the most out of your spooky season because it's you know, it's it's the it's the few times a year where you can uh, embrace the the atmosphere. And I feel like there's there's a lot of pressure, at least on myself, to to get the most out of it and and consume some good media and and drink some good pumpkin spice. And I feel like I I got all that. That that out of my system that I needed to. How much pumpkin spice did you get this month? I had I I drank two bags of the the Dunkin' Donuts pumpkin spice coffee, which is not. I mean, I I I understand that that's that's just an autumn thing, so I can keep that going, and I, I think I will because it's very good. But I feel like I sufficiently got into the uh, to the to the Halloween spirit o- over this past month. Interesting. Hey, how do they get pumpkin spice? You don't get it. I mean, like, how do they do? They get like the pumpkin, and they get like the, like the greater thing. Well, the thing about pumpkin spice is that there's no pumpkin in it. What? It's the spices you would use to make a pumpkin pie. It's like cinnamon. Oh. And, and uh, I mean, I can I can look up a more technical definition. I always I, I've never actually had get... pumpkin spice. I thought it was just like it tastes like. I assumed it tastes like a pumpkin pie. Like the pumpkin part was in there. It's no, it's it's a very just crucial ingredient in the pumpkin pie. But it, it's spice for the pumpkin, not spice of the pumpkin. Mm. So it is uh, generally a blend of cinnamon, nutmeg, ginger, cloves, and sometimes allspice. That sounds that sounds like you can't really go wrong with that combination. If it works for pumpkin pie, it probably works for other things too. I mean, it's it's a pretty safe bet, and especially you know from from the months of September through January, I feel like you you can't go wrong putting this on just about anything. Even a bagel? Would you put that on a bagel? I feel like it'd be, it would work on a bagel. The, none of those are like inherently sweet spices. I feel like the sweetness comes from the uh, the other stuff going on. I feel like if you toast the bagel, put some butter on it, and then you put your, your pumpkin spice on, I think that would be pretty good. If I never had it, but I assume it would be good. You like, you know, like cinnamon toast? Yeah. That's kind of how I see it in my mind. Although pumpkin spice, it's kind of a craze, and... Have you noticed, like, in the past few years, how there's just been pumpkin spice everything? Uh, I mean... Have you picked up on this? Yes. Well, I think I think we should discuss some crazy pumpkin spice products. All right. And maybe get your take on these. Like, all right, a, like a th- Just a thumbs up, thumbs down. I feel like that's all that's, that's required. I think it might be pretty clear. Uh, pumpkin spice Twinkies. I'm going to say thumbs down. I think Twinkies should only have the two flavors that they have. What well, what are the two flavors? There's the obviously the regular Twinkie like the Classic. the yellow, Very the, those are good. Uh, and then there's also the chocolate version, which I mean like I could even live with that not existing. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the two variations of Twinkies that should exist personally. I think I've had these. I don't know if I was yay or nay on them back then. So I'll, I'll give them, I'll give them a um a nay because I just. Like you said, I think I think I think I'm a Twinkie purist. 
I think there's only there's only room for so many. Bizarre. I feel like the only other Twinkie type that could be is like if they made like a mini Twinkie, like you know, like you know, like donut balls, like a pocket size. Yeah, like they just made it mini and it had the. It's like it basically like a donut ball. I think that's a good something they should look into. That could work. Twinkies something that isn't long. Yeah. Just oh, pop them in. That could work. Sponge cake. Mm. Twinkies are good. A little I buttery though. A little buttery sometimes though. Can't believe they went away for so long. It wasn't like it wasn't even that long. Was that like a stunt, or did they actually stop? They went out of business, and then like I'm pretty sure little Debbie or whatever brought him back to life. I, I they pulled the Frankenstein. So hard to believe. Um, all right, Blue Diamond does indeed make pumpkin spice almonds. Oh, I'm gonna say thumbs down to that one too. Thumbs down on the almonds. Yeah, I don't know how I'd. Uh, I'm not big on adding extra things to like. I feel like nuts on paper. Those could be good, but I don't trust Blue Diamond not to make those too sweet. You know. Yeah, I, I like cashews a lot. I have, cho- I've had, had, cho- I have had chocolate cashews. I will say, those are kind of hit or miss. Either like the best thing you've ever eaten, or they, you don't want to eat another one. And I, I'm not big on adding sweetness to my tree nuts. Good call. Personally. All right. Uh, pumpkin spice Pringles. No. No. It's a no. No Hold sweet. On. No sweet Pringles for me. I don't know. If, yeah, I don't know. There's a. Pringles kind of fell off the the deep end too with the whole flavor situation. I think they kind of got too big for their can. They they found they found a ton of flavors that work, but then like you have to go somewhere else from there. Because I mean, like I feel like they pretty much perfected their sour cream, their regular, their their cheese. There must have been some big breakthrough in like the powdering technology in the past ten years. They got like a they got a machine you put they your got thing that, in and it powderized. They got like the reverse of that machine in Back to the Future yeah, too. That's that, always I was thinking of the I was thinking of the Spy Kids one. Oh okay yeah it's the same thing same same idea, a dehydrator if you will, uh, pumpkin spice candy corn. I feel like that could that work. probably that sounds like a thumbs up. I'm not a big candy corn guy, but I think that's a I see the buy now button under that on your screen. I feel like it's really tempting. I don't even know if that's to buy the candy corn. <laughs> that might be to buy something completely buy different. Buy some malware. Mm-hmm. Some some free RAM for my computer. <laughs> oh, we got pumpkin spice hummus on the docket. I'm gonna say no on that one. I'm, I I don't I'm not I don't really eat hummus that often. But I, I think I'm willing to try it. But I think I would be very reluctant. If I'm eating a chip and I want the hummus taste, I don't feel like I need the pumpkin spice is gonna be a good addition there for me. All right, this one's coming straight from one of our favorite restaurants, and that is Kentucky Fried Chicken. Where KFC has a pumpkin and feta cheese wrap. What? Yeah. I'm gonna say no on that one as well. I think yeah. I need, I'm gonna need some either more information or to try it, and I don't think I'm gonna be able to try this. It looks like an international food item. Man. Pumpkin and feta twister. Got it. Where's it at? Did you say Fortnite? Fortune. Oh, the reputable news outlet. Um, yeah, it is. It is just that. It is a pumpkin feta cheese and roasted pumpkin lettuce, smoky chipotle, grilled chicken, crumbled feta cheese. That sounds more like a stunt since. It's and it KFC. is in Australia, so. Oh well. Yeah, you, you, KFC goes crazy in other countries. We get stuck with the most boring stuff they have, here. Like burgers in other countries or something, don't they? they have mm-hmm. Some some crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. I've I've seen the Red Link videos. We got uh, good grief, pumpkin spice toothpaste. No, no. I'm not a big. I as a kid when I went to the dentist, they always gave us the option like mint, 
I guess gave me the option like mint, something else, and there was like a cookie dough option. I always went for that because I was like, oh, cookie dough is awesome. I'm going to love this. But I'm not big on flavored toothpaste anymore, like regular than mint. All right, here's here's one to answer your bagel question. Philadelphia, no! of course, does sell pumpkin spice cream cheese. Okay, since I said it was gonna, it might be good on a bagel. I'll give it a thumbs up, but it's not. That's not really the way I was thinking of it working. Are you thinking of being like integrated into the bagel? And I was, I was ba- thinking more like you put your you put your stuff on and then you like you you shake your powder onto it. Like at, at home in uh, Grand Bay, we have like a little we have a little cowboy shaker and it has cinnamon sugar in it for cinnamon toast. Mm, okay. It's a cowboy on it. Where where, does, where are the holes on the cowboy? Like his hat? It's just like the cowboy's on the front, and then it's just a regular top. It's not like the shape of a cowboy. Yeah, it's not. To, I should have specified that. It's not the shape of a cowboy, which would be very cool. It's not like those awesome wolf start. It's just like a tin shaker, probably from like the 60s or 70s mm-hmm. for some reason, just a cowboy on I it. I got you. Um, Man, this one I don't get. It's You know Greenies, the dog treat that you give to clean yes. your dog's teeth? I know. The dog that lives at my apartment sometimes eats them. <laughs> um, they have pumpkin spice greenies, which like the dogs got to get on the festivities too. Do the dogs even perceive that? Yeah, they definitely perceive that. But I doubt like, they. I doubt they're like, oh, this is pumpkin spice. Of course, yes. There's such taste- a nip in the air. It must be time for pumpkin spice. <laughs> I'm sure they taste it. But I'm not sure how much they like it. I know dogs will eat anything. That's their thing. But like, I'm not giving my dog that. I- I'll give my dog like steak flavored greenies instead. I feel like if you're a dog, this isn't like even top a hundred on your concerns for like to to be festive. I know? give them chocolate flavor just so they can taste the taste the chocolate without dying. That it is was, that's an interesting concept you bring up there. A dog may never know the taste of chocolate if you don't kind of like. Give, you can give them a little bit. Not that I do, but like they're not gonna die if they eat a little bit of chocolate. I feel like dogs are pretty resilient. Yeah, I I used to when I grew I always had outside dogs growing up, and they just be like they take a bullet and they just keep going. Did you test no, that empirically? I did not, but my dog this year has been hit by a Polaris one time, and he kept going. Kept on kicking. Kept kicking. All right. With that, we are going to head to a quick break. When we come back, there's a lot to talk about here on this Monday morning, including the World Series, which rumbles on over to Houston starting tomorrow evening. We've also got college football, as plenty of ranked teams were downed over the weekend also got the november challenge to talk about and we will challenge all of our listeners to participate in a little bit of self-betterment in the 11th month of the year before we go on to the holiday season so don't go anywhere we'll be right back with some more compact discourse in a few minutes Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. I'm your host, Jack Hart, joined alongside Davis Carroll on this first month of November, welcoming you into the show on uh, this lovely fall day we have going on here this Monday morning. So I hope you are staying warm and bundling up if you are making your way to class, work, school, whatever today. And if you haven't left the house yet, go ahead and check that temp before you head out because you might just... Uh, need to uh, pack an extra layer. I had to b- break out the gloves today, which I have not done in a while. So uh, excited to uh, for this new challenge that the the colder weather will bring to uh, to the day. Are you a step out and feel how cold cold it is, or do you like 
ascertain as to what the temperature is some other way? Do you like ask? I ask my Alexa. I have like two, two uh, levels of clothing I'll wear. So I'll I'll either, I, I think I checked the weather app, just the default Apple weather app. You know, like a peasant <laughs> last night, uh, or I guess very early this morning, as I was I was retiring to bed. And uh, saw it was going to be below seventy, so I, that meant clothing option number two, mm. which is three or four layers. Um, so I was pretty content with with my my outfit choice by the time I stepped out today. So, um, but I did I did know to, to to pack my gloves. So I was I was thankful that that um, spring Jack put them in a place where where fall where fall Jack could find them. Cold by nature, this guy. Yeah, it's. It, it, it's a cross I have to bear. All right. Uh, speaking of November, we uh, are in the 11th month of the year. We still do not have an MLB champion yet because, man, October has come to a close, and the series is not yet resolved. The Atlanta Braves did not clinch the World Series last night in their final game in Atlanta as the series shifts back to Houston. Atlanta is up 3-2 to two in the World Series against the Houston Astros but they fell by a tally of 9-5 to five last night in a losing effort in Truist Park. Um, Atlanta got off to a hot start, loading the bases in the bottom of the first, where Adam Duvall then uh, sent one into the chop house to make it 4 to nothing Atlanta, which in any other game this series probably would have been a death knell as uh, it's been a pretty low-scoring series, especially... These two games in Atlanta, where a combined seven runs total have been scored, uh, five by the winning team. So uh, that, that, that looked to be just about wrapped up for Atlanta, but the Astros showed a lot of fight and continued to nickel and dime down the Braves' bullpen until they recaptured the lead and eventually, or they, they tied things up and eventually recaptured the lead in the uh, fifth inning. So. Uh, A.J. Minter issuing a bases-loaded walk to send the game to a tie, and then Gonzalez singles to left center to score Alex Bregman and Yuli Gurriel. Uh, Then the Astros continued to pour it on, putting up a crooked number in, uh, let's see, five out of the nine innings. They they scored 12 hits, nine runs, nine to five is your final tally as uh, the Houston Astros get the win over the Atlanta Braves, so the Atlanta Braves take two of three in their three games set in Atlanta and will have to win two more games at home in order to capture the Commissioner's Trophy. Atlanta is just one win away for their first world championship since 1995 against their formal, former National League rival, the Houston Astros. Did you watch this game? I did. Every second of it. Uh, I will say that uh, I wasn't happy with the choice to keep Drew Smiley in for so many innings, but I guess if uh, the Braves want to keep their bullpen more rested for their trip to Houston, mm-hmm. that might be smart, but I, he really was not getting it done for me in my eyes. I feel like, yeah, at that point you're down. You haven't shown it. Much life on offense, other than a Freddie Freeman single shot home run in the third inning, you're down a pretty considerable tally. 
especially for the World Series in the playoffs when runs come at a premium. You're down, what, seven to five, which is, and it's two runs, but it's, it's manageable, but it doesn't look like your offense is doing much. I think preserving the pin and living to play another day might have been. Because I think if you go for broke and don't, and don't get it, you know, if you burn all your bullpen mm-hmm. arms, I think you're in a really bad spot heading back to Houston with no momentum after suffering a pretty devastating loss at home. The other thing that I really noticed from the game was Dansby Swanson. He obviously had the two errors. It just really didn't look like his whole effort was there a lot of the time whenever he was going for, you know, ground balls right beside him. He really looked like he was just kind of jogging to him half the time. Maybe maybe that was just my perception. It wasn't really like that at the game for y'all, but I don't know. It just really seemed like he wasn't in it for me. That is true. Um, I was impressed by Zach Grinke going out there as a pinch hitter and just lining one out to right. He's, yeah. he's a baller. He has more hits than Jordan Alvarez in the series. He's really uh, motivated to win a championship, I can tell. Zach Grinke, that's him. That's who he is. He won't, he won't say anything to any of his teammates or the fans, but he'll, he'll be he'll, there's a fire inside him we don't know about. Yeah, he's, he's fighting his own little battle at any <laughs> given moment. I don't know what he's thinking about when he's running bases. I think Austin Riley was your best performing Brave. He went 3-4-4. Four, four. Uh, him and Travis Darno were the only Braves with more than one uh, hit on the night. Darno, of course, goes 2-4. of four, um, But Duvall was the biggest source of the Atlanta Braves offense after uh, loading the bases in the first inning. Duvall is the one that knocks one over the right field wall to make it 4 nothing, but uh, the, the Braves' bats were relatively quiet on the night, which did not really surprise me because that's kind of been the, the case the whole series. Um, they scored six in game one, and that has been their that's, – that's, that's been the most they've scored uh, so far this series, and that was uh, after a big uh, five-run one and – first and second inning so um i i'm i think the braves need to bring that offense with them back to houston considering the small ball game that they had been playing the past two games where they won two nothing and three to two is not gonna it's not gonna work if you're if your bullpen is is as shaky as it was yesterday including a bases loaded walk from aj mentor to really put the momentum back in the astros favor i uh, i think that for me, the Braves, I mean, I get they were down two and four in the last few innings, but the the, swing, the the pitches they were swinging at, it really seemed like they were just desperation swings. I think that, it, I mean, this might sound like an old head thing, but you get some singles, get them up the middle, you can you can easily come back. You don't have to swing for the fences every single time. Mm. Which, I mean, like, it, that might have been what they were told to do just to get some momentum, quick momentum, quick shot to the heart for them. Yeah. Uh, adrenaline shot, but... I think they should. They could have easily gotten it back because it really just seemed like they were going for it all every swing. Yeah, I feel like for I mean, they had three opportunities to bat where they were down two and three, two opportunities to bat where they were down two, and and one opportunity to bat where they were down just three, and the bullpen just continued to you know suck the energy out of the stadium, and you know the bats weren't helping them at all. You know, getting set down in order, the Astros pitching staff did a pretty good job on the night. Davidson, uh, excuse me, 
That was Valdez, Garcia, Yerke, Matone, Stanek, and Graveman all combined for just eight hits and five runs. Uh, all of them were earned by Fran Valdez, who gave up that uh, shot from Freddie Freeman as well as the Duval home run. So he just gave up two home runs worth five runs. And uh, But other than that, the no other Astros pitcher gave up more than two hits, including Garcia and Stanek both coming in for an inning of relief and getting uh, their respective guys out with no uh, hits, uh, Stanek getting a strikeout, Matone coming in and getting three strikeouts. So Astros' bullpen, I think, was the uh, the story of the night. They After the Braves' bullpen had been so good this series, it was the Astros' bullpen that really came in and and stole the show, kind of pulled the rug out from under Atlanta. So I know you went to the game. I did go to the game. World Series games, once in a lifetime, able to go to even if it wasn't what you wanted. Mm-hmm. So was the energy? How was the energy there? Being a World Series game in Atlanta, man, it was it was something else. Let me tell you, the the battery before the game, just more people than I mean, it, it was like it was like Disney World. There was just people everywhere. Um, a little more a little more raucous than Disney World. Um, a little more drinks in Disney World. Yeah, a little more. <laughs> I can't even say, <laughs> but um, it, it was. I don't know. The, you could just feel it was just electricity in the air, and then uh, man, going into the game, it it, it did. It was surreal. People were cheering as they were getting their their tickets scanned. People were just lining every, just busting at the seams was Truist Park, and just an unbelievable attendance, unbelievable energy. People were standing for un- until until the the energy kind of died in the in the late stages of the game and the in the sixth, fifth, sixth, and seventh inning. Uh, after that Astros three run fifth, it seemed to be kind of kind of kind of kind of a mob scene. But um, after the especially after the the Duval home run in the first inning, I I don't think I'd ever heard any stadium be louder than than that. Um, it was kind of hard to process everything while celebrating at the same time. But uh, even the Freddie Freeman home run was was an unbelievable spectacle, and it was super loud, super high energy, and it was just it's great to see a, a stadium like that where you don't always see it completely packed out because you know it's it's the it's a summertime sport. Mm-hmm. There's 162 games. You don't always get to have a, a packed house every single time. So uh, to have you know postseason baseball shivering. At a, at a baseball game, which is something that I have not experienced since I went to a Red Sox game. Uh, it, was, it was an unbelievable experience. And, you know, it would have been great to, uh, to have seen them raise the trophy last night, but I feel like it was an unforgettable experience no matter what. So, Did you see any of the, like, the, the in-game sites at their stadiums? Did you go check any of them out? What do you mean? Like they have, like... But you can go like throw baseballs, hit oh, baseballs, no, the vaccine center. You can go get vaccinated. Pretty much, there. I was locked in in the chair, in the seat, or in the bathroom for hey. for, for for three hours last night. So, and they didn't even. Uh, I mean, we can we can talk a little more about this on the other side of a break. But they didn't have any kind of you know festivities going on during the game at all. There was no there was no tool race. There was no beat the freeze. It felt like a it was a very sterile environment. I feel like Fox kind of takes over once it gets to this to this far, and they don't they don't know no horsing around. It's the World Series. We can't have the tool race, you know. I, I feel like it would have been a a break in the energy. So it was an interesting experience. We'll talk a little more about our trip to Truist Park on the other side of a break. So 
Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with some more Compact Discourse in about two minutes. I'm Jack Carr, joined alongside Davis Carroll. We're talking World Series on the other side of a break. 91.1 WEGL-FM, Auburn University. Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. I am your host, Jack Hart, joined alongside Davis Carroll, coming at you live on a Monday morning right here from the WEGL studios in the Harold Melton Student Center. We are on the campus of Auburn University, broadcasting live from WEGL, that is Auburn's student-run radio station, broadcasting live from the Plains, hit-to-hit, back-to-back since 19. 19- 71. That's over 50 years we've been on the airwaves here in Auburn, Alabama. So celebrating 50 years is WEGL. Thank you for spending your Monday morning with us here. Uh, We hope you are enjoying the show so far. We would love to hear from you. If you are, you can tweet at us at CDISCAU on Twitter. If you have something you'd like to share about the World Series or anything we have or will talk about on the show today, you can also... uh, Watch us live on YouTube, WEGL 91.1 on YouTube. Look for the orange and blue eagle logo. And we are live in living color, video live stream on the YouTube page. And you can also listen to our podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, just search for Compact Discourse and you'll be able to listen to the show completely PSA break free wherever you get your podcast, once again, if you need something to listen to on your commute or during exercise or however you enjoy podcasts, we'd uh, love it if you chose Compact Discourse as your podcast of choice. All right, we're going to get to your weather report as it is the bottom of the hour right now in Auburn, Alabama, as of 8.34 a.m. It is 51 degrees and sunny here on the plains, high of 71, low of 48 here today. Uh, your afternoon temp will get up to 70 degrees uh, if you want to find the sunshine this afternoon. There will be plenty of it as we are looking at clear skies all day today. We've also got an evening temperature of 55 degrees. Sun is going to set at 10 to 6 tonight, so plan accordingly if you're doing any kind of outdoor activities. It's getting darker just a little bit earlier once again as we are now a, uh, uh, a before 6 p.m. sunset, if you can believe it or not. So uh, the, the days are getting shorter indeed, and the cold weather is following right behind. We've got an overnight temp of 51 degrees for tonight as we move ahead and look forward to another amazing week here in Auburn, Alabama. So once again, it is the first of the month, so do your first of the month responsibilities. It's a great day for a fresh start as we move into the 11th month of the year. Hope you everyone had a happy Halloween and a very productive and fun October. It is one of the most fun months of the year. So I hope you took advantage of that and had a great month of October. So, and if you don't have a great month of October, that's okay. Today's a good day for a fresh start. And uh, we encourage you to do so and, and, and have a great November. So we're going to jump right back into things, um, including I went to Truist Park last night to see a World Series game, which um, is not a thing a lot of people could say. Yeah, There were about 40,000. I mean, the capacity of Truist Park is 40,000. 
I think standing room with standing room, it was closer to 50,000. I think it, it was actually absolutely packed to the gills in Truist Park. But the real scene was next door over at the Battery, where I mean, would, I would not be surprised if the surrounding area of Truist Park got to six digits last night with the amount of people that were there. My goodness. There were so many people there, in fact, that the fire marshal uh, basically came and shut down the Battery to have no new people come in. There were simply too many people to have in one spot. So it was it was only only you could only leave the battery uh, by by the time the game started. Could you time. go back in after you left it? I, I mean I don't know how you'd enforce that, so uh, probably not. Interesting. Everybody from everybody from Georgia came in to see, came to Truist Park last night. It seems. pretty much, and it was quite a raucous atmosphere. Um, we were if you uh, we were at the very top of the four hundred level, to like our backs were up against the chain link fence, mm-hmm. so. We had a pretty good view of not only what was going on on the field, as there's not really a bad seat in that in that park. Uh, the sight lines are very good. The only thing we couldn't see was like the right field corner, which I think only one thing happened there the old, the whole game. So that was, I mean, it was a great seat, to, even though we were literally, I think maybe in one of the worst seats in the stadium, it was still a great seat, which is just a testament to you know what a great part. What are the great what great technology we have in this modern age where you can make a ballpark like that. Meanwhile, in Fenway, you can be sitting, you know, on the third baseline and have home plate obstructed by a, a load-bearing column, you know. It's it's so old. It's so traditional. So we'll thank, we'll thank God for cantilevers and all the great technology that's made us uh, make modern ballparks so great, make the, the experience so enjoyable. But we also, up in those seats, had a very good view of the battery. We could turn around and look through the chain link fence and see uh, the scene that was going on, especially we had a really good view of the Coca-Cola Roxy, mm-hmm. which is uh, there was a, a big watch party going on out there at the battery. So it was, uh, it was interesting to see you know, how people were reacting to hearing noise from the crowd from inside the stadium and then watching it on TV a few seconds later. It was very interesting uh, on the Jose Altuve uh, slide call uh, there in the in the later part in the later stages of the game that ended up leading to a run. So it was a semi meaningful call. Um, you can you can assert whether or not that was uh, a futile effort at that point, as it would as it just added one run to the Astros' already uh, three run lead. Um, but Jose Altuve was called safe at second base after a after a pickoff move and. It was he was called safe and then he was ruled safe by I mean the call stood it wasn't confirmed um, but based on the reactions from the people outside the stadium who were watching the TV which was showing different angles from inside the park it seemed like that may not have been the right call so that was an interesting dynamic to kind of hear a whole different set of people watching a whole different feed equally equally cheer at the same time as we were all intently watching the video board from inside the stadium. It looked safe to, or I mean, it looked out to me, but I don't think there was enough to overturn it, really. That, that's what I thought. It was, pretty, it was pretty close. I mean, the umpire had a really good view of it, so. But, you know, people make mistakes. That's why That's why you check. So, not exactly sure about that one, but it was, a, it was, it reminded me a lot of an Auburn game where there's a lot of people outside the stadium watching into the stadium and vice versa mm-hmm. to see, uh, to see the TV feed. So that was that was very interesting. Um, but yeah, it was uh, a, a the last 
World Series game in Atlanta for at least a year. So I'm excited that I was able to experience that. Um, the first World Series game in Atlanta since, you know, first World Series since 1999. So don't know when one of those will come again. Could be another 22 years before another one happens. So I'm happy, win, lose, or draw, that at the, uh, the Braves were at least competent. They gave us something to cheer for in the game last night. Um, it was unlike the last playoff game that I went to where the Braves were eliminated. So at least they've got two more opportunities to try and win it. So there, there, there's, a, there's a lot to be happy about from last night, even though the Braves did not put on a great performance against the Astros. Did you see what happened with John Boy coming out of last night? No. Today's a no. I enjoy John Boy, though, so I'm very excited to hear what you're about to say. So obviously, Zach Granke's been getting some good hits, and he is a pitcher, so he will... This is happening on Twitter, by the way, if you want to check there. Okay. He, w- he has been uh, wearing a jacket... Or a coat. Maybe not a coat. That's not the right word. It's not like a trench coat. He wears his jacket running around bases to keep his arm warm, as most pitchers do. And John Boy, I think from his personal account, maybe, like, called him soft, basically. And uh, old head Twitter has gone crazy uh, about him calling him soft. And I have the tweet pulled up that someone said, uh, quote, I'm still positively shook that John Boy... A man who was one skittle away from diabetes summoned the audacity to call Zach Greinke software wearing a jacket on the base paths. And that has really started up, lit a fire in on Twitter on people that think uh, p- pitchers should wear coats or jackets around the bases. What are your thoughts? Should they, are, they, is, are they soft for wearing a jacket? And is John Boy wrong or right in his, in his battle against jacket twitter i mean i don't know let him let him live hey if you can like i'm not like if you got to go like whole hog either you know you're out there and you're stuck with your batting gloves and your pads like you got to wear that all the way around the bases or you can have somebody run out and 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 swap stuff with you i think you should have to either bat in the jacket or no jacket I think more people should wear the jacket. I'd wear a jacket if it's like cold. At last night, I would have been in the jacket for sure. It seems it, it seems like can a anyone comfy... wear the jacket, or is it a pitcher's only rule? Do you know the rule? I don't. I I've never seen anybody else wear a jacket beside a pitcher though. I haven't either. I feel like I feel like it'd be. I don't know. Actually, I'm about to look it up. I've, but I guess utility wise, the only person that has a reason to wear it is to keep their arm warm, which. I'm not sure how scientifically true that is, personally. Yeah, I, don't, I feel but, like, I don't know. I don't know how warm a jacket sleeve is going to keep your arm. If it's like... more, I mean, just more warm than not, if, basically. If it's imperative that your arm stays a certain temperature for you to be able to throw. But I put a heat pack on it. Yeah, I, I feel like there are, there are other ways to accomplish yeah. that. But, you know, I mean, obviously they do it for a reason. It's not like they're getting a tactical advantage by wearing a jacket. There's no ulterior motive at play, I'd, I'd say. Can you think of anything? Like, it's not like they're batting in the jacket and they can have... But that's against the rules of also. Right, right, because it, it gives you more space to be hit by the pitch. Oh. So. No other player's permitted to wear a jacket while a base runner, a batter, a defense player, or a coach on the baselines. If worn, the jacket must be buttoned. I mean, that's, a, that's fair. That's a good rule. So only the pitcher can wear a jacket when running bases. See, I don't get that. Like... What they get special treatment? Not a lot of things. There's a lot of things in baseball that are just there because they're old. That is, I mean, that is completely true. 
Um, John Boy on Twitter thinks that Jose Altuve was out for the record. Yeah, he must be out then. John, I've never seen John Boy be wrong. So we are. Uh, man, this is an electric Twitter account. <laughs> A lot of things happen. So much, so much going on. Um, at John Boy Media, if you'd like to check that one out, John Boy is a is a favorite of us here on Compact Discourse. Part of the inspiration for the show, even if I would go so far as to say. And if you find a clip of him saying, "I'm not sure what they're saying here," be sure to send it this way. Yeah, we've been looking we've been for that searching. one for quite some time. But uh, John Boy, he's uh, in the words of Chris Tobias, he's made baseball fun again. He, he is. If if you can make grumpy old man Chris Tobias like baseball, then. You, you're doing something right. Chris was watching it last night. He was getting excited. That's good. That's Believe good to hear. So I, I, I have very fond memories. I watched John Boy with my dad. I watched John Boy with just about anybody who will sit in front of a television with me. I very much enjoy it. So I'm, I'm very sad that baseball will be coming to an end here, uh, regardless of who wins at the end of this week. So, uh, But I'm excited for more wacky things for John Boy to make reviews of, including um, like Russian basketball. Did you see that one? I did not see that one. I've seen the finished baseball one. Well, that's a classic. That's classic. classic. Hello. Shoot the river. <laughs> John Boy Media. Check it out if you haven't already. It's a lot of fun. Uh, but keep it right here on Compact Discourse. I'm Jack Hart, joined alongside Davis Carroll. We're going to be talking some more on the other side of the break, so don't go anywhere. I listen to public radio. Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. I'm your host, Jack Hart, joined alongside Davis Carroll, welcoming you into a exciting episode of Auburn's only student-run drive-time morning show on this first day of November 2021. Thank you for spending your Monday morning with us here at Compact Discourse. It's still a bit chilly outside. It's warming up to about 50 degrees as the sun continues to Heat up that air outside, so if you haven't left the house yet, be sure to check the weather before you do so, and uh, make the most of today. It's a great day for a fresh start here on the first of the month, and it is the first of the month, and I know you got responsibilities on the first of the month, so make sure you take care of all that before you get on with your day. Just get it out of the way. So uh, we were talking about John Boy before the break. Um, a tr- John Boy friend, friend of a John Boy adjacent individual, Trevor Plouffe, yeah, former former big leaguer. Um, he he called his shot a la Babe Ruth back in March, and uh, as as Jimmy from John Boy himself says, his entire future is on the line tomorrow night as his prediction of the Atlanta Braves over the Houston Astros in six games, which he predicted back at the end of March of this year before uh, before the first pitch on opening day was even thrown, which seemed crazy a lot of the time halfway like uh, early in the season it, it seemed, seemed like crazy. He was crazy. I mean it seems crazy for most of us. I mean the Braves were. 100-plus games into the season before they got to 500. Trevor Plouffe knows what he's talking about. Coach Trev. Trust Trev. So, hashtag Trust Trev. Uh, Braves and Six on Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday evening. Mm-hmm. So, we shall see. Trevor Plouffe's entire future is on the line. So, uh, will the Atlanta Braves hoist the Commissioner's Trophy for the first time since 1995? Or will the Houston Astros look to keep this series rolling for one more day as they force even more November baseball and a game seven on Wednesday night winner take all as the Astros look to redeem themselves 
for uh, their tarnished 2017 World Series title. Could you hear the cheater chants on television? I could not. Well, they I mean, were, I, if I had it turned up more, maybe it was pretty so loud. loud. Pretty loud. I'm sure. Oh wow. I mean, uh, what what else are you gonna say to the Astros, really? Uh, there's 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 nothing you can say to these guys. Hey, unbelievable. I still like Altuve. I'll say it. Yeah. I'll go. What about Bregman? Not, a, I'm not a Bregman fan. Yeah, or, I, I'm kind of indifferent to Correa, but I do like Altuve. He just seems like a nice guy. He does seem nice. He seems like he'd be nice to hang out with. Unfortunately, he's a cheater. Look, he's the he's the only he's the person on the team that had the least amount of trash can bangs. He had the most amount of buzzers on under his jersey, though. Has that been confirmed? No, no tattoo. That's all I'm saying. Hey, no comment. Trust Trev. Uh, Braves and six. This one's coming up. Later on this week, on Tuesday, the Atlanta Braves will be taking on the Houston Astros. And back in the juice box for this one for Game 6 of this uh, this World Series, which has shaped up to be a pretty good one so far. Has um, the guy driving the train ever been hit by a ball? I feel like he's... No. I'm going to say... You, gonna, you, don't like, you don't like the guys yeah, on like yeah. Top Golf where they're driving by and people are hitting the balls at them? So I'm kind of imagining. I feel like there's a, there's a bigger sample size at Top Golf. That's fair. Very true. So, game six is coming up. It's going to be, you know, the November 3rd, of course, 7.09 p.m. Central time. Uh, try to look at probable starters. I don't think they're listed yet. So, we'll just wait and see. We'll just wait and see. It could be a big game. Yeah. I think the biggest game. Freed might be up for the Braves, oh, but I don't wonderful. know. He didn't do great in game two. We shall see. You know, it's, it's do or die. Put up or shut up. So, uh, they're going to bring their best. Charlie Wood's going to come out in the cast. Yeah. Acuna's going to hit a walk-off wearing a boot. <laughs> it's going to be great. Uh, yeah. Either 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 bring your best or yeah, you don't got it. So that's, that's all I got to say about the Braves. We're going to jump right into college football because it was a great weekend of college football, including a potential game of the year candidate, if I do say so myself, as uh, Michigan State comes away with the Paul Bunyan Trophy and jumps up to number five in the AP poll for the first time uh, since, I want to say, 2015 when they made the playoff. So Sparty is back on the national stage after taking down their in-state foe, Michigan, and they have a date with Ohio State coming up for Big Ten East supremacy and potentially uh, not one but two trips to Indianapolis as the college football playoff is just around the corner. Uh, we were just about um, a month away from Rivalry Week, and then at that point, all bets are off when we get over to College Football Playoff Selection Committee uh, rumblings. I don't know when the first playoff rankings come out, so we can kind of see what uh, what the what the committee feels about the likes of Cincinnati and and all that. So we are gonna do scores, scores. Scores. Uh, it is score. It is time for scores, and uh, we will start off with your Thursday game. Uh, good grief! We will start off with your third day game. Uh, we talked about this on Uniform Factor. It was uh, Troy wearing those all-white uniforms against Coastal Carolina in the all-black uniforms. I said Troy gave Coastal all they could handle last year, so watch out this year and uh, all they could handle once again as Coastal Carolina needs all four quarters to take down the Trojans of Troy. They win by just seven. 
on Saturday. It was an unbelievable offensive performance in Provo as 80 combined points were scored by Virginia and BYU. Uh, the Cougars do come away with a victory in that one, 66-49. to uh, So Jaron Hall throws for three touchdowns and 350 yards in that one. Iowa State is going to have to wait another year for their Big 12 title as they fall in Morgantown as West Virginia scores 14 unanswered in a Big 12 contest. Jarrett Doge, Doge? Jarrett Doge goes 30 for 46, 370 yards, and three touchdowns for the Nears. San Diego State gets handed their first loss of the year as Fresno State comes to town and serves them up an L 30 to 20. Down go the Aztecs. Speaking of losers, SMU, they are a loser now as they are 7-1 on the season. They drop an American contest to Houston. So Houston 7-1 now, 5-0 in the American Conference. Pittsburgh, uh, unfortunately, falls at home to the Hurricanes of Miami. So Kenny Pickett has a great performance. He throws for 500 yards, but comes up short due to the Panthers against the Hurricanes. Baylor is down early against Texas, but they rally back. They were looking good. Their chances for the Big 12 continue to stay alive as they come back and beat the, the Longhorns. Oklahoma State keeps things rolling. They beat Kansas 55-3. to Wake Forest undefeated again, 45-7. They destroy the Duke Blue Devils. Mississippi State goes uh, takes takes care of Kentucky at home. Kentucky... Um, ranked and they 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 lose in a big upset notre dame uh outlast north carolina 44 34 auburn stops ole miss on fourth down three times to win 31 to 20 iowa gets blown out again 27 to 7 this time at the hands of wisconsin oregon takes care of business against colorado 59 52 to 29 michigan state like i said beat michigan ohio state uh comes back late and they just kind of they, they out-muscle Penn State for the win in that one, 33-24. Oklahoma, 52-21. They, uh, they lead 28-7 at half against Texas Tech, who recently fired their coach. Cincinnati, not a lot of style points, but they do get the W against Tulane, who is 1-7. They win 31-12. And then Georgia, number one in the country, undefeated still as they take care of Florida in Jacksonville. 34-7, and Bama was on bye. So that's going to round out your top 25 scores. Big surprises this weekend. A, lot of, a few ranked teams lost, including um, Iowa State, Pittsburgh, and Kentucky, mm. and Iowa. Poor Iowa. Man, they had such a good start, but then they've been kind of destroyed in their last two Big Ten games. The only games I watched this weekend were I caught a bit of the Michigan State-Michigan game mm-hmm. and Auburn beating Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. That's it. Two good ones to watch, I would say. Uh, like I said, the Michigan State-Michigan game, potentially the game of the year, as that was a game that I think everyone expected you know, end like 5-8 to eight in a Big Ten special. <laughs> But that was a back and forth. You know, Michigan had a big lead. They coughed it up. Michigan State comes back. Kenneth Walker third. keep that name in mind when it comes Heisman time because he had 23 carries for 197 yards and count them, five touchdowns? Five. I counted them. Unbelievable Watching performance it. by KW3. Uh, Heisman watch alert for uh, the Michigan State Spartans, and they are looking to – 
take on Ohio State later on in the season. In fact, that game is on November 20th. They have a game against Purdue, a game against Maryland, two very winnable games for the Spartans, and then they're going to end off the season against Ohio State on the 20th, and then on rivalry weekend it will be the Nittany Lions for Michigan State. So if they can win those two, they will have the Big Ten East completely wrapped up, and they will be heading to Indianapolis to presumably take on I don't even know at this point, considering Iowa is uh is is bad now. So I don't even know who the uh the Michigan State Spartans will be taking on. Let's take a look. Big Ten. At this point it would be Minnesota, which is Golden Gophers. A pretty pretty embarrassing showing from the Big Ten West. Uh the only the, the only ranked team in the Big Ten West right now is uh, the number 19 now Iowa Hawkeyes, which I can't believe they didn't drop further. They only dropped 10 spots after getting, you know, just run out of Camp Randall by the Badgers. Uh, meanwhile, the Big Ten East has three teams just in the top 10. So a little bit of a power disparity in the uh, the old Midwest. So we'll see how that develops later on in the season. All right, I, I mentioned it, that Iowa dropped 10 spots and Michigan State's up to number five. Yes, indeed, it is Monday, so we do have a new AP poll. We will get to that new AP poll, including where Auburn's sitting after getting a top 10 win against the Ole Miss Rebels over the weekend. All that and more is coming up on the other side of a break as we talk the new AP poll and what else is going on in college football, including notable games coming up next week, as well as notable games that transpired this past week. Do not go anywhere. You're listening to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. Welcome back to Compact Discourse. Good morning, Auburn. How are we doing this fine Monday morning? This is a lovely autumn day on this first day of November. Welcoming you into the show today. As always, I'm your host, Jack Hart, joined alongside Davis Carroll on a Monday morning. Thank you for choosing to spend your Monday morning with us. As always, if you'd like to, you can follow us on Twitter at CDISCAU. That is at C-D-I-S-C-A-U. If you would like updates on what we're about to talk about on the show, we'll try to get those tweets coming out more often. We've also got great recaps of what we've talked about on the show, links to the podcast, uh, fun questions we can posit to you, as well as uh, any any opinion you would like to get on the show, including if you have an opinion about the World Series or the new AP poll we're about to talk about or anything else that comes up on the show. We'd love to hear from you um, at CDISCAU. That is at C-D-I-S-C-A-U on Twitter. Just send us a quick tweet, and I would love to read it off on the show. We love you the feedback. So keep that coming, and we will continue to provide you with Auburn's only student-run morning television and radio show. That's right. So uh, we'll keep it right here for another hour. I'm going to have to get out of here at 9.15 to take care of something, but you will be in good hands as Station Manager Grayson Moyer is waiting in the wings to uh, have a a conversation with Davis here in a little bit. But until we get to that point, we will be talking about the new AP, Associated Press College Football Top 25, hot off the presses. This is a new one, and uh, we'll uh, start off with Numbers, uh, let's see, 
just the top 30. Uh, Minnesota is receiving votes, but they are not yet in the poll. They are, of course, leading the Big Ten West, like I said. Arkansas and Mississippi State are both receiving votes. So uh, two SEC West teams are trying to break into the poll. Wisconsin, after taking down Iowa, is receiving votes. Uh, North Carolina State, as well as the ACC, continues to struggle to, pr- to produce a good team, except for one, which we will get to later on in the poll. Excuse me, in the poll. And Pittsburgh uh, is also looking to get back into the poll after suffering a just a devastating loss to Miami up in Heinz Field on Saturday. All right, number 25 is the Fresno State Bulldogs. They are 7-2 and two out of the Mountain West. They were unranked last week, but after taking down the Aztecs of San Diego State, they are now ranked, uh, as well as the Louisiana Lafayette Racing Cajuns out of the Sun Belt. They are 7-1. and one. Billy Napier's squad is now ranked number 24. SMU, after losing to Houston, is now number 19. They drop four spots. Uh, Penn State, after losing to Ohio State, is now ranked 22. They are sitting at 5-3. and three. Coastal Carolina has jumped up three spots after, uh, I think by default, as teams in front of them all lost, and Coastal Carolina got their job done over the weekend. They are 7-1. Houston, after defeating SMU, is now 7-1 and one, and ranked number 20, jumping all the way to number 20 in the poll after being unranked last week. It is Iowa out of the Big Ten. They are ranked number 19 now, 6-2. and two. Kentucky, after suffering a bad loss on the road to Mississippi State, they are now ranked number 18. They dropped six spots uh, from number 12 out of the SEC is Kentucky. BYU, after hanging 66 on Virginia, they jump eight spots up to number 17. They have a 7-2 and two record on the year. UTSA continues to make their push up the pole. They jump seven spots up to number 16. The Roadrunners are 8-0 and o for the first time in program history, and they are ranked number 16 in the country. All right, we got the Ole Miss Rebels. The running Rebels drop five spots down to number 15 after losing to Auburn in Jordan-Hare Stadium on Saturday. That is their second conference loss. Their ever conference loss was to Alabama. 6-2 and two are the Ole Miss Rebels now. Number 14, the Baylor Bears. They dropped two spots up. They are 7-1. and one. The Baylor Bears defeated Texas on Saturday. A&M jumps up one spot. They are now ranked number 13 in the land, as they were 14 last week. The Auburn Tigers jump up six spots uh, to number 12. They were ranked 18 last week, so... Uh, number 12 playing number 13 this upcoming weekend in College Station. Auburn and A&M both 6-2. and two. Oklahoma State is 7-1. and one. Their one loss to Iowa State. They are ranked number 11 now after being ranked number 15 last week. For the first time ever, Wake Forest, the Demon Deacons out of the ACC, are 8-0 and, and are ranked in the top 10 in the AP poll. So the number 13 Demon Deacons are now the number 10 Demon Deacons, and they are in the top 10 for the first time ever. And then we'll jump into the top 10 now, including three Big Ten East teams, the first one being Michigan. They uh, dropped three spots after losing to the Spartans over the weekend. They are now 7-1. and one. Notre Dame takes care of business against North Carolina. They jumped three spots up to number eight. Go the Fighting Irish, 7-1 and one now. Oregon is 7-1 and one as well. They take care of business against Colorado to keep their spot at number seven. And then and now we'll move into the real playoff implication teams. Ohio State is 7-1 and one at number 6. Michigan State is 8-0. and oh. They jump from number 8 all the way up to number 5. Oh, and then your four playoff teams are Oklahoma at number 4, 
Alabama still at number three, Cincinnati still at number two, and Georgia still at number one. So your playoff picture unchanged week to week, but the uh, the next four out has seen a lot of movement as Michigan State gets bumped up to five and Michigan gets bumped down to nine. And that is your new AP poll looking a little different than a lot of people expected coming into the year, including, you know, three potential playoff teams coming out of one division in the Big Ten, as well as uh, the SEC West showing out as well as uh, Auburn, Ole Miss, A&M, and Alabama are ranked in the top 15. And that's your new AP poll. Boom. Pretty excited to see how this one shakes out. Um, it, it's very interesting to not have, like, a super clear playoff picture down the stretch, you know? Like, I feel like it's been pretty cut and dry every year, except for maybe 2014 um, for the past little while. But, you know, it's going to be a lot of excitement uh, coming up this uh, as we get into these crunch time games, especially uh, rivalry week and championship weekend will be big for determining playoff spots. So um, I'm, hoping, I'm hoping we get a lot of intrigue and uh, we get an interesting playoff this year. Wouldn't, wouldn't Wake Forest in the playoff be something? I, I don't get how Wake First Force has turned around so quick. Or were they, how were they last year? I didn't really even pay attention to the Demon Deacons. Wake Forest football. Wake Forest football. That's why I didn't pay attention to them. I mean, fair enough. Let's see. Any they were 8-5. and five. No, they were 4-5. and five. Okay, never mind. And they lost the Dukes-Mayo Bowl. Interesting. You can't get much lower than that. Uh, they've been 8-5. and five. Six, six, seven and six, eight and five, and seven and six under Dave Clawson in the past uh, five years. So respectable, but you know, no, no top ten. There's only the only the only thing I really know about Wake Forest is that Chris Paul went there. Fun fact. I know they have a scary mascot that rides a motorcycle. Oh yeah, they do. So. Tim Duncan also went to D, uh, Wake Forest for the record. Tim Duncan and Chris Paul? And Ish Smith and Jeff Teague, among others. But the Chris Pauls and Tim, Dun- Tim Duncan are the biggest ones. Two mm-hmm. Hall of Famers. Two Hall of Famers, even. Boom. All right. Well, that is going to do it for the AP Poll Chat. We're going to head to a quick break so we can uh, keep the show rolling. We'll be back in just a little bit with some more compact discourse. I hope you're having a great Monday morning. And we thank you for spending your Monday morning with us here on Auburn's only student-run drive-time morning show, Auburn's favorite morning show even. It's Compact Discourse. Compact Discourse, we'll be back in about two minutes with some more of the show, so don't go anywhere. We'll be back to talk more sports, news, weather, all things fun and exciting here on this first day of November. I'm Jack Hart, joined alongside Davis Carroll. we got Grace Moyer coming up on the show in just a little bit, so don't go anywhere. Welcome back into the show. Might sound a little different here because Jack is a little busy at the moment. Never thought you'd hear me host before, did you, Grayson? No, Grayson's I didn't. In here with I mean, us, I, I, I'm genuinely worried now that Jack has handed us the keys to Weagle's premier morning show. We can run it off the air right now. Yeah. We're not careful. We, we could cause a lot of problems, <laughs> especially me, the head of this station. <laughs> What have you been up to today, Grayson? Uh, not a ton. I went running this morning at the gym, which I haven't done in a very long time, but it's that time of year again where we t- take uh, personal challenges for the month of November. 
Hmm. What have you been up to? Uh, I, I woke up at seven because I, I didn't think we were actually gonna have the show today. To be honest, yeah, they they were I coming back from that. Atlanta. They got home at like two thirty, which I was like, I thought they were gonna want to sleep in, but Jack said we're doing it. I texted them last night after the game. They said we're doing it. So I was like, okay. I woke up at seven and I just kind of laid there. I took a shower last night, so I didn't have to take one this morning necessarily. So I just I just laid there for like thirty minutes and almost fell back asleep on accident. So I might have missed the show inadvertently, but I'm here. Wow. We made it. You got to get back on the 5 a.m. club, man. It's, it's worth it. I'm telling you, it's worth I gotta, it. I got to start going to sleep earlier for like, that. I, I have, I've definitely been known to slack on it, but it has generally made my life a lot better. You've, you've got to get in on it. I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about going to the 6 a.m. club and then working my, wake, working my way up to earlier and earlier. I, I think the key to it is just to have something to do in the morning. Yes. Like, that's my problem with it. Whenever I'm slacking on it, it's like, you know, I could just go back to bed and there would be no consequence at all for this. If I just, you know, sleep a little longer. The only thing I could really do if I woke up early is, like, play video games. Or, I, but I would say make breakfast, but I don't have, like, any food in my apartment right now. You should come with me. You should start working out in the morning. Ugh. It'd be fun. I, I'm supposed to, but uh, I don't know. I've fallen off the wagon recently. So tell me tell me about your challenges for November. Because we, we haven't introduced this for the past three years or so. Um, our friend group as a whole has basically been setting ourselves challenges for the month of November. Most of them are self-improvement. Some of them are silly. Like one of mine is I'm wearing all black for the month. Mm-hmm. Um, you might be able to see it. Yeah, you, you can see stream. it a little bit. You can't see my pants. Um, <laughs> we'll trust you on that one. But but everybody has a list of between five and ten that they're doing yeah. for the entire month. I've so, got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I have eight. Okay, so what do you tell me about your hardest one. Tell me about your easiest one. So my, oh, goodness, what is my hardest one? Uh, probably the go to the gym because my my schedule is actually like is set up. My only really free days are Wednesday, Friday, Monday. I'm busy all the way through eight. Tuesday and Thursday, I'm busy from like nine thirty all the way to five. So I kind of I've kind of set myself up to not have really time to go to the gym. I mean, like that's no excuse. I do have time to go to the gym like late at night, or early in the morning, but I don't like doing either of those. But I'll figure it out. Uh, my easiest one's probably just like keeping my apartment clean. Just you know, make your bed, fold your laundry. I I, I don't even remember if I made my bed today or not. So maybe I might have already misstepped on that one. Look, it's not about being perfect during the yeah. month. It's about pushing yourself to do better. Um, I think my easiest one is going to be read a book. I can yeah. knock that out. I just have to do I it. I got a book in my bag right now. Read a read a book is a very common challenge among the yeah. group. What what's your what's going to be your first book? Do you have, you have you decided? I don't yet? know. I haven't even picked it out. I I committed to that challenge last minute. Um. Honestly, my hardest one is going to be between 15 miles running a week, which is not that bad if you run regularly, but I haven't run regularly in months. And uh, it's no no fast food or delivery, no place that doesn't have a waiter. I also have that one. Because, the, the no drive-thrus is yeah. what I've written it as. Like, I don't know. I, I waste so much money doing that, not to decry restaurants, but <laughs> like it's usually terrible for me, and I just I don't need hey, it. Hey, I'm part of the, I'm in I'm in the same group, so... But I have heard that Aubon Payne is allowed. Yeah, I, I will. I'm willing to make an exception for ABP. So ABP, I'm gonna go get breakfast after the show. That's probably gonna be my one of my only meals of the day. I, I think that's gonna be at least for me. And everybody has their own personal exception list. I think that's gonna be my only on-campus exception. Yeah, I think that's a- ABP just because I buy like coffee there and sometimes a breakfast sandwich. Chick Fil A is not allowed, even though this one doesn't have a drive-through because all the other ones. Well, it's do fast have food still. Yeah. 
Same bit, same bit. The thing is, for me, I one of my things is only water. Y'all have water and black coffee on yours, but I don't drink You're coffee. You're not a caffeinated person I don't, in general. I don't drink caffeine very often. I mean, I drink sweet tea, and that's really it. But I've li- no more sweet tea this month, only water. And I don't drink carbonated drinks anyway, so just really only water, which is going to be difficult to me, for me because I go to Avon Payne and get their sweet tea with like a croissant because their sweet tea is really good. So I'm going to have to... Get water, I guess, which you'd, is... You'd be really surprised how fast you can get used to it. That yeah. was my default for a long time when I first got into college. I just didn't buy soda for myself. Um, you know, until Soda I just isn't that good to me anymore. Well, it's like, like, I, I like it. It's just like the carbonation. Just, I, I, don't I don't really want like it one anymore. every day. Yeah. That's the thing. When I was a kid, I was really excited because my parents were like, okay, you, you can have one can a day. <laughs> and I was always really excited for that one can. But now it's just like, eh. I mean, I'll, just, I'll get it if I'm at like a restaurant or something, but... It's not really what I'm I'm fiending for. Yeah, it makes me time. burp a lot. So that's like that's like the big downside for me. Like they taste good. I really like Barks root beer. That's probably it tastes really good to me, but the carbonation is just not really my, my style anymore. Same with like like uh sparkling water. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of like I've I never went been to a sparkling water person. When I went to Germany, like sophomore year of high school, like that's like what they that like that was the yeah. like the main thing. And I didn't realize that's so, like I remember I bottled water in time. I drank, I was like, what is happening right now? What's happening <laughs> in my mouth right now? And they also don't, like, ice their water, which is something else I wasn't ready for. They're very much a low ice thing, yeah. which, honestly, I can get behind. Especially if I, I you're, like, at a, at a soda machine, at a fast food restaurant, which we're not. It's already cold coming yeah, out that's, the tap. Yeah, but, like, they were, like, getting it right out the tap, and it was, like, like tepid, which, like, I can drink. Like, you wake up in the middle of the night, you drink your water. It's not cold, obviously. Like, I don't mind that. But, like, if I'm pouring myself a glass of water, I want it to be cold. I think you should challenge yourself to try to do lukewarm water. I don't know it's if like, I can. Once you, it's just not as refreshing. Once you get adjusted to it, I, I think it's better. Honestly, I think it's better. If if I'm like way overheated, yeah, cold. But like, I just I te- feel like there's something to be said. For just te- think, you put the ice in the water, so you have cold water, and then you drink all your water, and then the ice melts, so you have more water. It's a uh, win win. So you have the little, you have the little I don't sip know that of water. I call that a win win. Little, little little bit right there. The, the only exception I make is I've got a like you know a big filter jug in my fridge mm-hmm. that I just keep filled with water if but it's like, like already cold i'm not gonna i don't feel a need to put ice in it but if i'm getting out the sink which i do a lot of the time yeah. because i'm too lazy to fill up my brita filter which I, maybe that should be add that to my keep my apartment clean fill your brita fill, filter. Fill, fill my because i have a i have a pitcher in my fridge and i have the filter right beside it i just fill up the the pitcher and put it in the fridge and don't even touch the filter so have you been a part of this challenge all three years um, this is my second year okay How, how'd you do last year how'd you how'd you fare uh, do you I remember think, what your hardest challenge was then? Uh, I think it was the wear one. Ah, uh, I, I remember I did the wear one shoes, which I wasn't a fan of. One pair of shoes. Yeah, yeah. one pair of shoes. Cause uh, I quite I have quite a few pairs of shoes. Not like a ton, but I have like I'd say maybe like seven, which is above average for most people. I'd say. Yeah, I'd say that. And I like to switch through them a lot. I'm wearing uh, some black shoes today. That one was difficult for me. I don't really remember my other ones. Uh, but I did fail. I'll just say that. I, I failed as well. I, I I think I had a couple challenges that really caused me some problems. The big one, honestly, and this is a really common one, delete your biggest time waster. Mine at the time, and frankly still is TikTok, and I really wanted TikTok back. I got bored really fast. <laughs> I didn't do that because like, I want to keep TikTok. Yeah, I, I think I gave myself a better shot at it this month because I deleted it last week mm-hmm. instead of waiting for the challenge to start. So I'm already sort of off it by this point. 
I don't know. The fact that I even feel that way about it makes me feel like I shouldn't have it on my phone. That's fair. But like I've been I've been going on I don't I've been going on social media a lot recently because Instagram's just kind of boring to me now. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Like the explore page is just terrible for my my, my explore page is just like Marvel memes that I don't look at for some reason. Like I get them even though I don't I don't look at them. I don't I don't really enjoy them. I, maybe I look like a Spider Man thing. Be like, oh, that's cool, and that's it. But I, honestly, I can't remember any of my other ones from last year. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the big one. It, it's a lot of the same template. Last year was a much more prescribed pool of rules. Yeah. This year, it's much more individual, which I think is a good change. And there's a council. Yeah, the council of like everybody else sort of gets to approve or critique your rules. But I, I think that's a good thing that it's individual and we have our individual exceptions to it. It's more personalized this time. Yeah. It makes it feel much more on track to be like a self-improvement thing. Mm-hmm then, you know, you're competing or something <laughs> like that. That was also a big condition last year. If you failed, you had to leave the yeah. group chat that we were all in. <laughs> and I don't think we're enforcing that nearly as harshly this year. Uh, you, you, if you, if you, if you trip up, you're allowed to, you, you, you can, you can, uh, you can atone. Yes. That's the word I was looking for. Thank you. You can, you can ask for forgiveness. You can, you can come back if you, but I think, isn't it the rule? Like you mess up, but you have to do something you have to like give something else up for like a week or so or something like that. I think the general rule of thumb is putting forth a genuine effort to meet the challenge. Mm-hmm. As long as you are trying, even if you don't quite hit it, if you are putting in the effort to make it happen and it just doesn't happen, then that's okay. Um, if you just straight up decide not to do it, then you can put I, – I think we, we will allow someone to switch out a challenge, to do something else approved by the council. So – if halfway through the month you realize something's just not working for you mm-hmm. or it's just taking up too much time, then we can add something else on to take its place that, you know, maybe fits you differently. I don't know what that would be yet because, you know, we're a day in. It hasn't yeah. happened. <laughs> but, you know, we'll find out. What are your other challenges? Uh, God, let me pull up the list. I, I have a lot because mine are – There's a lot of overlap between everybody. Well, yeah. A few we, overlap ones. It, it's the same Easy general ones. template. Yeah. We, we put out sort of a pool, and we're, like, customized based mm-hmm. on this. So mine's black coffee and water only. Delete mm-hmm. your biggest time waster. 15 miles a week. Mm-hmm. No fast food or delivery. Only black fits. Mm-hmm. Journal. Read a book. One creative project per week. I also have the one creative project per week. That last one is brand new this year. That, yeah. that was thought up by Chris Tobias. I, I think that's a really cool rule. Speaking of Chris Tobias, I think Chris and I might be collaborating on our weekly endeavor. We, I like that idea. We, we were kind of we were kind of we were bouncing off each other yesterday on the way to flag football. Might have actually started a an episode of Seinfeld we could write. So, do you think you're shooting for? Are Are you trying to hit one finished episode? Or are you trying to hit a number of pages? I feel like, like if we if we make a concerted if we like get the ball yes. rolling at least that's good enough for me. But I wouldn't mind. Getting, I, I like, don't think done. one. One creative project. I don't think you have to finish. Yeah, like, I mean, that, like that it, shouldn't be the goal. If you start a painting, you're not. It's not easy. Like a an artist might not finish in one week, but I mean that's a creative endeavor for that week. Right. And they could finish it the next week, so on. We want it to be a challenge. We don't want you to be, you know, hurting yourself. Yeah, because I also have to also have to read a book. <laughs> also have to uh, go to the Re- gym. Reading a book for a whole month is not hard. I mean, but no, no, but think about it. So There's Thanksgiving break in there. So I have to I have to go to I have to go to Chris's, write the endeavor, go home, read. I have to learn a language. One of mine is make a real effort to learn a new language. Did you which, decide your language? The thing is with me. So I've already learned a lot of Spanish. And I'm taking Spanish, so that's one of the language I'm learning. That's not in the challenge though. The thing is with me because I have these. I, I use the language app, and I'll like, I'll be like, oh, I'm gonna start learning French this week, 
and I'll start to be like, this sucks. I'm going to start another <laughs> language. Because, like, the thing is, like, I, I used to learn Italian, but it was so close to Spanish in a few ways that I'd start, like, getting them mixed up in my brain when I'd start saying words, like, how I'd pronounce words and stuff. So I had to stop doing Italian. I, like, put it on the back burner because I would mess myself up. I think it might be German because Chris speaks German, so maybe we can, like, help each other there or he can help me more like. But I really do want to learn Arabic. Arabic. But that, that that's is gonna a, be, that's, very that's difficult. That's a hard starting yeah. point from an app. So I'm not going to do that one. I'd love to do it one day, though. All right. I like that. Welp, you got anything else you want to say? It's about 929. Might, well, might as well hit a commercial break, see how Jack's doing in his meeting. Yeah, poor Jack has to be an adult. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm overall happy with, with what we've done here. I'm ready for the challenge. I think the rest of the month is going to be very fruitful. All right. We'll be right back after a quick commercial break. See what we're gonna, We'll figure out what we're going to talk about over the break. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. I'm your host, Jack Hart, joined alongside Davis Carroll and Grayson Moyer. Hope you had fun hanging out with them last segment. Did you guys have fun? Yeah, I, I mean, so. for the most part. What did, uh, what did we talk about? I'm, I'm excited. It, it was mostly just the November challenge. Oh, I enjoy the November challenge. We all enjoy the November challenge. If you want to give us a rundown on yours. Yeah. Just discuss your challenges. Free. I'm very excited to uh, work on bettering myself this uh this November. I'm I'm planning on doing my best to run forty five miles across the uh the, the stretch of these thirty days, which I think is pretty attainable. Um my normal route's like four miles and if I did that every day that's like hundred and twenty miles. So I can do like a quarter of that pretty easily, I think. Run yeah. every run every three days. Um I'm also the rule is called no drive throughs, but what that means is no 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 restaurants with a drive through. So any any restaurant with a drive through is out for November. It's gonna it's gonna force me to to cook a lot more and make better make better food decisions. I'm not even I'm not even gonna try to get around it by trying to find a McDonald's without a drive through. Good idea. So um, we were talking about that with the the on campus Chick fil A not being allowed because they usually have a drive through. I think I think I mean yeah, it it's not in the spirit of the challenge. Correct. So uh, but that also rules out places like Jersey Mike's. So mm. you know it's gonna it's gonna be a uh, uh, interesting. It's gonna be a difficult month. Gonna be a journey. That's the point. Yeah, it's gonna be a change from from. But that's that's the that's the. I'm also drinking only water and coffee, which was one of the original rules from way back in the day. Of I just I needed to, to stop drinking soda. So, and uh, this is the best way to do it for me. It's just it it's much easier for me to stop something completely than to try to wean myself <laughs> off of it or enjoy moderation. Yeah. So, are do, do you have that that same personality? Is that because that, that, that idea was put into my head by a podcast I listened to a while back, and I was like, I think I agree. I think it's it's easier for me to quit something 100% than try to get, go cold turkey rather than try to practice moderation. I think for the most part, my my issue is whenever I, like, especially for soda, if I buy, like, a 12-pack, even though I don't even really like soda that much, I am going to finish that 12-pack no nice. matter what. I'm going to finish it probably that week. Like, it's it's a matter of not having access to it. Because once I don't have access, I don't miss it. That's the thing. Yeah, like, a lot of it is, you know, living on your own, you can control what's in the house. So 
Like, if there's no yogurt-covered pretzels in the house, you don't eat yogurt-covered pretzels. Yeah, but when there are in the house, that's all you want to do. Yeah, but once, I have to consume yogurt-covered pretzels. Yeah, but it's like, it's if you quit completely, it's way easier to moderate it because, you know, you don't have to worry about it. It's just not there. You know, and you, you don't miss it when you don't have it, but you crave it when you do have it. That is true. And uh, that is true for most things. I think that's true for, like, like sweet like sweet things, like, yeah. like Little Debbie Cakes. I don't think I've bought a Little Debbie Cake. May, I may have bought, like, a Moon Pie in the past two years, but it's in le- it, those, are, those are best bought in packs of one, yeah. you know? You shouldn't, you shouldn't have a box of Little Debbies in the house because you're just going to eat them. I've never purchased Cheez-Its for myself since I entered college. And that's not good for anybody. Not ever. I have. So I, I will finish Strong, that entire stronger box. Stronger man than me. My, my family buys them, and when I'm at their house, it's just like, oh, man, I could go for a Cheez-It right now. Yeah, or a thousand. Yeah, or or I could finish the box of Cheez-Its right now. Or I could become 2% Cheez-Its. <laughs> I am become Cheez-It, destroyer of worlds. <laughs> destroyer of big snack cracker. I'm also going to be practicing a, a daily journal. I got a like a cute moleskin journal at, at the at the, the Auburn bookstore, the, the, the oil gas what's that place called oil 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 and gas company the one downtown i don't know what you're talking about auburn it's 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 oh it's it's the one it's the one downtown it's the one what which what the oil and whatever i i am pretty excited about the journal requirement so i I mean it's not gonna be anything big but i'm gonna try to write down something i learned every day and just reflect on the day because if you don't reflect on the day you can lose it forever so i used um, to i used to audio journal a lot and i think that was relatively productive but just in the fact that i didn't have to write stuff down and it was just in the memo app on my phone Mm -hmm. i did lose all of those when i got a new phone which also felt somewhat productive but i don't know i I think that's what i'm gonna do i'm not gonna bother about writing i'm just gonna set a phone down on a table and start talking to myself it's easier to talk than write for for me at least yeah that's why i work in radio that's why we all work in radio (laughs) they're all weezer I'm also going to turn Snapchat notifications off. I did that last night, and uh, that's that's my biggest app that I use, so hopefully I'll cut down on my screen time by doing that. In fact, I know I will because I already have because um, it's just one extra step to get into the app, and that's already too much of a barrier of entry for me. So uh, Snapchat will be going down in use. Hopefully phone use will, will, will follow suit. Hopefully I don't find something to fill that hole up. Um, I'm also going to read a book cover to cover. Um, I'm gonna try to do a, a a paper a words on paper book, but I might I might have to to punt back to audiobook if if uh if if I get too antsy. I'll let just, you borrow my Kindle. It'll be even more convenient. It's not the and it's lit it's up. Not the book I have the problem with. It's just the sitting still and you know I I, I need I need a, a little more stimulation than that. I think audiobooks count. Like maybe the experience is a little mm-hmm. bit less, but. I mean, I, I, people give audiobooks a lot of a lot of crap that they don't deserve. I read a lot of audiobooks just on a normal month, so I, I'd like to challenge myself to read a real book. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy quite a few audiobooks this I never month, to especially audiobooks. if I if I follow up with the running stuff because that's that's gonna be you know an hour a day that I need I need audio entertainment. Ooh, are Are you a music runner at all? Mm, I have a hard time because I unless I I have a very curated playlist of uh, like 80 beats per minute songs that I can listen to. But I get tired of those songs pretty quickly. So I, I can't do songs at all mm-hmm. working out because I the problem with being in band for like ten years is that you start counting. Oh. Um, oh my. And if I know exactly how long I've been running based on the number of beats that have gone by in the song, 
it makes it feel like an eternity. Yeah. So it has to be something spoken word just in my ears. I have to really regulate my breathing, and if I can't sync that up with music, then it's just, it's a fool's errand trying to keep up. Right. I either wind up out of breath or running off beat. Davis, what's your stance on that? You've been sort of quiet over there. I've been trying to pay this e-bill. I'm more confused <laughs> than I was when I started. I listen to music when I work out. Davis, I will say, I will say that a great song to run to is is Good Day by Ice Cube. Mm. Perfect beats per minute. Today was a good day. Yeah. It's a good day every time you, you, you run listening to Ice Cube as well. Um, and then my final rule is just, is just try to wake up earlier. Um, I did that today. I woke up earlier, not early, and I think you can blame me because I didn't, didn't, didn't get head on pillow till about three a.m. this morning due to due to unforeseen uh, baseball circumstances. But you know what? It felt good. It felt good to kind of chill out in the studio before the show. Sent a little tweet. Got people excited about the show. Uh, got my coffee before the show instead of during. So uh, I'm excited to wake up earlier, especially with the, with the sunrise being a little bit later to kind of maybe. Maybe get a little sunrise action in the morning. I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. I, I love the sunrise, especially around here. The like, the I, if I get into the wreck when it opens, by the time I'm done, you know, having worked out, showered all the time, and probably going back to your place, um, the sun is just coming up as I'm walking out, mm-hmm. and it's the coolest thing to just be that early in the day and feel like you have so much time ahead of you. Like I feel like I can get fifty thousand things done. Now that I've just been up, it really and doing does. Stuff since I mean, that early. Yeah, once you get up early, you realize how long the day really is, and you oh, realize yeah. how much of the day you've been wasting. All these, all low these many years, you've been sleeping in to the to the ripe old hour of eight a.m. So, um, <laughs> it re- it really it really puts things in perspective. I I feel I feel like I got the whole whole world in front of me when I when I see the sunrise. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, it, I think it's a uh, it's a good thing to do at on the first of any month but i feel like the fact that uh we, we can all we can all come together break bread around november and uh and get through it together i feel like it's a lot of fun uh, i've seen a lot of people actually recently trying to on on the first of the month kind of make making just not even challenges but just things you want to do better and i think uh we we are given the benefit thanks to thanks to the gregorian calendar of having 12 reset days a year so if you eh, Today is as good a day as any to hit the reset button on life, uh, if, if whether it be a big thing or a small thing, and try to work on improving yourself and and enjoy the enjoy the the challenge because without challenge, what's the point? Right. It's a challenge, and don't try to cheat. You know. Yeah. Enjoy enjoy w- relish in the adversity. I used to be like super cynical about um, New Year's resolutions. Mm-hmm. That was my big, um, like, I'm an angsty teenager thing of, oh, these are stupid because they're, uh, this is just an arbitrary day. You can do this anytime. Real. Like, just improve yourself. Like, shut up. <laughs> shut up, But myself. also, like, you, you make a good point that we get 12 reset days a year. And, like, they are arbitrary. But, like, just because it's arbitrary doesn't mean it's dumb. Yeah, I mean, like, everything's you, arbitrary. You can pick that for yourself and set that standard and still, you know, improve. Lord knows I wasn't improving when I was being all cynical about that. But I don't know. I, I like that framework of it. I think that's cool. I think that's really cool. I'm also registering for classes for Ugh. my final semester here at uh, <laughs> here at old API. No, so I'm pretty excited so about that. Um, I'm actually, if I seem a little bit aloof, that's because I register for classes at 10 a.m. So <laughs> I'm trying to get my Tiger scheduler all, uh, all, <laughs> all my ducks open. in a row. Yeah, I got... 
Got my CRNs right here in my shopping cart. So how many hours do you have to take? I mean, I, twelve I minimum. Reckon but that's twelve. Yeah. I'd have to fire you if it was less than twelve. Your schedule yeah. looks crazy over there. Well, it's just on Tuesday and Thursday. You never done this before? No. And it just looks. I mean, the old, like, the normal old, students can't do that. The old Tuesday Thursday stack. <laughs> I'm not a big fan. This is, of my, that. I think, my fourth semester of doing Tuesday Thursday stack, and I, I love it. Tuesday All Thursday right. stack right. would make me want to like run my car. It's off like the going road. back to elementary school. Well, I mean, my Tuesday Thursdays are <laughs> That's stacked. That's the worst. <laughs> I have it so only have a class at eleven on Wednesday Friday. Mm. So I guess I kind of did the Tuesday old Tuesday Thursday stack over here. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've always been a big proponent of gap around lunch so that you can like eat lunch. Or in my case, I have Weagle, so come hang out in the bullpen and yeah. eat lunch. And come, then, come be productive. Yeah. Sit with your friends in the workspace yeah. and then go back to class. But I don't know. I, I try to front load in the morning. I'm not – I won't say I'm a morning person, but I am effective in the mornings. Yeah, I, I force myself to be a morning person because – I think I don't, I don't, I'm a no-time person, and I think I'm just more of a morning person. <laughs> I just have to make it happen in the morning or it's not happening. Yeah, exactly. Although I do have a hard time studying if it's not dark outside. Oh, yeah. Mentally. No, homework happens at 8 like, p.m. or later. It's not dark. I got time. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Davis, I take it you didn't do the weather because I didn't tell you to, so that's on me. <laughs> but uh, it was the bottom of the hour. Now it's 943, so we are going to hit your weather real quick before we head to a break. It is 56 degrees and sunny here on the Plains. It has warmed up quite a bit since we started the show this morning, so expect that to keep going up to the high of 71 of today as the sun continues to come out and warm us up here. Uh, clear skies today, so don't keep that raincoat at home, but do bundle up if you are coming out on campus today because as soon as that sun sets at about 5.50 p.m. tonight, it is going to get cold once again, so if you're enjoying some outdoor sporting activities this evening please keep in mind that the uh, sun will be setting at 550 when at what point it will get very cold so uh, 55 degrees is your evening temp 51 is your overnight temp we've got six mile an hour winds coming in uh, from the north to the south so be advised and uh, bundle up wear a winter hat and gloves if you're riding a bike around like I am and uh, that's going to do it for your Auburn weather update and with that, uh, we're going to head to a quick break. If you want more weather updates throughout the day, keep it right here on WEGL 91.1 FM, the top of every hour. we got your weather minutes. So uh, you know what? We're just, we're just a great place to be all day long on a, on, on, a, on a Monday like today. Plenty of good shows coming up on Weagle. we got plenty to get to on Compact Discourse as well as we come back for one more segment as we kick off your November with a uh, hot start this Monday morning. Call in at 334-844-9345 if you got something to say to us or tweet at us at CDiscAU. We'd love to hear from you. We'll be back in about two minutes with the final segment of the show. I'm Jack Carr, joined alongside Grayson Moyer and Davis Carroll. Wishing you a great Monday morning, and we'll be back in about two minutes with the final segment of the show. Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. I'm your host, Jack Hart, joined alongside Grayson Moyer and Davis Carroll on this Monday morning, on this first day of the 11th month of the 2021st year of the uh, Gregorian calendar here in, uh, in Auburn, Alabama. We are broadcasting live from the Bradley Basin WEGL studios. I am your host, Jack Hart, once again. Welcoming you into this final 12 minutes of Compact Discourse, although we might 
finish early so I can register for classes. <laughs> um, I would like to graduate. <clears throat> Wouldn't so, we all? Yes, uh, that's, that's, that's the dream. That's why we're here. We're not just here to, to do the radio. Um, Grayson, I noticed you're in all black today. That's one of my challenges. We've discussed this at this point when you weren't here. So uh, I, I will I'm, be in all black for the rest of the month. I am excited for you to, to continue this journey. I'm kind of curious how long it's going to take our advisor, Britt, to notice. I know he doesn't listen to this show. Yeah, yeah, we can, um, we can say anything. But we we meet once a week formally, and I'm wondering how long it's going to take him to call me right. out on it. Hey, man, is it laundry day again? Hey, man, you <laughs> golf now? That's weird. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm excited. Speaking of golf, um, we did have... An awesome Halloween costume worn by a fellow WEGL member, uh, Jacob Hillman. He went as Tiger Woods um, in, in the Victory Sunday Red. So, uh, and it did get did it get noticed by a notable Tiger Woods fan page on Twitter. So, um, that was that was pretty exciting to see. And uh, that was my segue into talking about Halloween costumes. I hope everyone had a happy Halloween. Um, on uh, Davis, correct me if I'm wrong, but is it not Dia de los Muertos? Is that on Halloween? I believe on that's Halloween, today, November first. Let me see. Resident Hispanic Cultural Ambassador. It is Davis. Dia de los Muertos is today and ends tomorrow. It's also my mom's birthday. I've seen Coco so many times. <laughs> I can give you a rundown on it. You are maybe you haven't I pr- clearly haven't seen Scooby Doo and the Monster of Mexico. Enough. Oh, I have. Clearly, you haven't seen you it enough okay. to know when Dia de los Muertos is. But uh, costumes were abound uh, all all weekend long. I saw a lot. Even even in the wee hours of the morning when I was driving in back to Auburn uh, this morning. But uh, I, I saw, we saw some pretty good ones at the football game on Saturday. Uh, notable ones, I think, were, were probably the, the hot dog costume. That's always a classic. I enjoy the hot dog costume. It's, it has very high comedic value for effort. That's a very high ratio. Um, there was also uh, a, a whole cavalcade. Uh, there was a good, some good group costumes. There were four sharks, I believe. Like Katy Perry style Super Bowl show sharks, that's a great costume. The monks, that's always a good costume. If you can, if you can get a, a bunch of guys together to be to be to, to be monks to be Father Friars, yes, San Diego Padre monks. Or uh, there was even the the Chester Cheetahs or the Chester's Cheetah. That depending I had an issue. on I had depending an issue on uh, who you ask. But um, what, what's your issue with the the plural of Chester's? Why would it be the pl- why would it be Chester's plural, not Cheetah plural? I don't know because there's not multiple Chesters and one Cheetah. It's multiple Chester Cheetahs. But, but Davis, have you considered that it's funny? Attorneys general. <laughs> yes, correct. Mothers in law. There are multiple. Whatever. There are multiple Chesters. They're, they're all Cheetahs. <laughs> they're, they're different all Chesters. <laughs> they are all Weezer, as you say. There was also Steve from Blue's Clues in attendance on Saturday. And he had he had the he, he had, had his notebook. He had his magic notebook. It was awesome. So uh, there was also uh, Mandalorian. This is the way. Yes. With a little baby Yoda. Uh, notable, in fact, uh, as Auburn was swag surfing away the evening, the the players ran over to the student section. So Kobe McLean unmasked the Mandalorian and, and put it on and put it on. It was awesome. And, uh, the uh, it was man. There there are a lot of good like moments like that in a Halloween game where it's just yeah. a little sillier than usual. What? I mean... And especially because we win. We really can't say enough about the atmosphere on, on Saturday. I was really proud of the student section. Um, it was cold, like we predicted. So the orange out was not was not 100%, which is fine. I think people hedged on dressing warm over dressing orange, and I think that was the correct decision because it's more important to be there than to look cool. Yep. But I think we looked cool anyway because the orange lights were super cool. I mean, that, I think that was the first night game where we've had full capacity and gotten to show off the LEDs all at once. So I believe so. That was, like, it's so cool. 
uh, you know, having having the LEDs flip on and off after a touchdown or having them go orange or the fourth quarter video, which I've been looking forward to for to see as a, at a night game ever since, you know, ever since Akron. So yeah. I lived up to and exceeded expectations. I'm really excited for Mississippi State. I think that'll be an even crazier atmosphere if we can get another night game in two weeks. I, I couldn't see it very well. Were there like fireworks? Yes. As well, or like there were fireworks once after every touchdown. I believe. Oh wow! I don't know. Was no. It was at the beginning and then oh. at halftime or before the fourth quarter. The, they played the fourth, them again. The fourth quarter video. Yes, I'm my, confusing it with the Braves. My issue is that during football games, I can only ever really see what's shown on the video board, and they usually don't point the cameras directly at it. So, but you can hear everything, right? For the most part. I mean, I can't hear that well. They don't give me very many microphones. He's always listening. I am always listening. Keep out, keep an eye out, Weagle. So um, another another great moment I think uh, from the video board on Saturday was when, uh, in one of the many futile efforts of, of the Ole Miss Rebels to go for it on fourth down, Matt Corral throws an errant slant that uh, d- d- that t- converts the ball, turns over on downs for Auburn, and then uh, Webb does a great job of capturing. The, the disdain on Lane Kiffin's face. <laughs> he the absolute, disgusting. The absolute puzzlement. And uh, if, you're, if you're a disciple of John Boy, you may be pretty good at, at reading lips by now. And then he, uh, he asked Matt Corral just, you know, what the heck was he doing out there? I think that's right up there with angry Nick Saban for one of the greatest, you know, captured video board moments in, in, in venue. So I, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, the video board is so fun. Yeah. If you can get something that funny on the video board, everybody's here for it. We, we have a really talented crew, and I'm not talking myself up here because I have a very small role in that crew, but we have like overall a very, very talented crew that runs that. Um, I mean, most of them are full-on broadcast people. We're the same company that runs TV broadcasts for basically every sport but football, and they put that same level of effort that they do into a full-on broadcast game into that video board. I mean, especially from our directors and our producers. And e- even sillier stuff, like the the, the captions on costumes. Mm-hmm. That was something where our director was like, I have an idea right now, and I'm going to yell at the graphics operator in the back of the room, and we're going to get this up as soon as possible. Yeah, we had uh, we had Waldo early in the game. <laughs> Waldo with a lot Big of white space. space. Waldo. <laughs> and he, he, he said, you found me, if you could read lips. Yeah. Um, and then later in the game, when we were doing the score bugs over the, uh, the costumes, you had a, a wide shot, where's Waldo? Slow pan in. Yeah. Waldo. Waldo. Yeah, that's that, awesome. That's the doing of our, our graphics operator, Jacob Smith, along with our director, Daniel, and our uh, our producer, Jake, on that. But it, it's a really cool crew to be a part of, and it's a really cool atmosphere to be in the control room for. What does Jared do? Uh, Jared runs the transitions before they go to a replay. So, you know, when it plays like the call 811 before mm-hmm. it starts playing a replay, Jared cues those up, get those ready. I think he also assists Jacob. Um, I don't know much about the graphics Yawn. side. That's not like I, I'm audio. That's my job. Yawn. All right, Jared. We love you. We do You're love killing you, Jared. it. Uh, everything that's happening right now in the studio is because of you, Jared. So shout out to Jared. You're still killing it over at Auburn High School. And uh, I mean, you got quite the team. Quite a uh, production you had against IMG Academy. Yeah, twenty thousand views on that stream. Unbelievable. So uh, Jared Dillard. All this is possible because of him. And uh, without without him, Compact Discourse does not exist. So. Shout out to Jared, and that's how we're going to end things today as I have to get out of here and register for my classes. So I want to thank Grayson and Davis for joining me on the show today. I also want to thank them for taking over the show for just a little bit, not, not completely ruining everything, Davis, and, uh, and so, I could, so I could meet with my advisor about registering for said classes. So with that, 
Thank you so much for listening to this exciting episode of Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM, however you joined us today, whether that be from your terrestrial radio antenna from WeagleFM.com or by listening to our podcast. We would like to remind you that all of our previous episodes are available as a podcast. Absolutely, PSA break free wherever you get your podcast. Just search for Compact Discourse. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at CDISCAU. That's at C-D-I-S-C-A-U for links to said podcast. If you want information about the show and important updates about Auburn's only student-run radio show, in the morning time, you might want to go ahead and follow WEGL on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at WEGL underscore AU. That's WEGL underscore AU as our dedicated team of marketing professionals are working tirelessly to provide you high-quality content for fans of the station. And with that, for Jack Hart, for Davis Carroll, for Grayson Moyer, this has been another exciting episode of Compact Discourse. We wish you a great rest of your Monday, a great rest of your November, and we will talk to you tomorrow at 8 a.m., for the Tuesday edition of Compact Discourse, as always, go want to know War Eagle, and this is Jack Hart signing off. Until tomorrow. But I'm trying to see a colorful bird. <laughs>